Welcome to the Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we conceptualize movies based on the 48-hour concept. Our movies comprise of four things, a genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a location. It's kind of like the rock tumbler that you got when you were a kid. You cram it with a bunch of rocks and you let it tumble for two weeks and they come out looking just like they did when they went in. Um, I don't know if anyone else had a rock tumbler, but clearly it, it, it works better than that. <laughs> Let's give us some credit. My, my, my experience was pretty disappointing. Yeah, I, I filled mine and then I left it on the shelf in the garage for 12 years. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> <laughs> um, My name is Joshua Lytle. I'm a uh, filmmaker, storyteller, and podcaster. Uh, hi, my name is Justin Teal. I make websites by day and Dungeon Master at night. I'm Chris Wegman. I'm a filmmaker and podcaster. And we actually have a very special guest today in the studio. We have uh, Daryl E. McCullough of uh, the Full Circle Podcast, and he is also a, uh, a screenwriter and author. Welcome. Well, welcome. well, great to be here. I appreciate you guys having me here. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Daryl, tell us a little bit about uh, a little bit about your podcast. Well, it, uh, the Full Circle Podcast show, uh, we are two years next month, and uh, I'm happy about the way things are going. We do things from a liberal, conservative, independent state of mind. You know, when you see three people see an accident, but they see it totally different. It's the same accident. We look at our topics from that perspective. Hmm. Very cool. We look at our stories that way, too. Yeah. Mm. It's, <laughs> it's wow. a lot like going to see a movie and, you know, you say to your friend, did you watch a totally different movie? Yes, right. I really liked it. Absolutely. <laughs> that absolutely. movie was garbage. Right, right, right. But you're also a, a screenwriter and author. So tell us a little bit about uh, some of your writing. Yeah, I've been writing since I was 16 uh, under a uh, doctor's... Uh, doctor's orders? <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, under, under doctor's orders. I had an ulcer when I was 14 and then a bleeding ulcer when I was 16. And so he said, uh, you, you really need to do something to uh, get rid of all the stress that you're having. So I started writing short stories, uh, and, uh, and then um, that led into screenwriting. Wow. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of joking, but I, <laughs> when I said doctor's orders, but I didn't know really. it really was. Writing was my therapy. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Maybe the, the ulcer? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No. Well, I I hope that this is, is a I hope this experience is somewhat therapeutic then. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If not therapeutic, at least cathartic. <laughs> absolutely. Cool. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, and I guess without further ado, let's uh, fire up the story machine. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cool. Anybody got jumper cables? Or what do we need? You know, I, I there should be some uh, some jumper cables uh, in that toolbox over there, Chris. If you wouldn't mind getting it off the top shelf. Sure thing. Uh, one second. And uh, down, oh man, a whole, a whole bunch of stuff just fell down. Chris, got to be better at that. We'll yeah. let Larry clean it up later. But now I just can't remember. Is it the is it the red on the black or is it the black on the red? I don't it's, think it matters. And then just, should I? I just, the, the, but you're correct. I saw this on YouTube because I, I think I was doing it wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. And then, and then I should just plug it into this washing machine over here. I should just clip it right onto this. Yeah, I don't think it matters what you plug it into. Just, just, yeah. just get okay. it going. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Metal on metal. Yeah. Okay. All right, here I go. Um, putting them on a little nervous. Oh, boy. Uh, I smell that smell. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't, that doesn't smell right but it's it's definitely on so <laughs> uh, whatever was in the washing machine i think just uh, caught on fire no, no. wow <laughs> it's, did it's you good. ever did you ever imagine that the story machine would have so many like lights on it it's amazing it's like an et movie yeah 
Uh, ex- that's that's exactly what uh, our last guest said. We, we didn't, didn't have, have a guest last time. <laughs> yeah, well, which I guess is yeah kind of accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay, looks like the elements are printing out right now. Um, good grief! <laughs> they're that's, they're that's... responding to the fire we just started here in the oh. warehouse. Yeah, oh, definitely something crazy going on outside. And how appropriate, because our genre is uh, disaster. Uh, let's see here. The prop is printing out. Uh, the prop is a bobblehead of a famous person. Hmm. And uh, the line is, why did you scream like that? And the location is a used car parking lot. Hmm. All right, disaster. Disaster. Bobblehead of a famous person. Correct. Uh, why did you scream like that is the line, and our location is a used car parking lot. Okay. Well, uh, so normally the way we do this is we sort of talk a little bit about the the genre. Mm-hmm. So favorite disaster movies, maybe some of the, the sort of tropes associated with a disaster movie. As a guest, do you want to... <laughs> <laughs> you want to start that? You want to jump page? right into this disaster? A disaster movie. I, and I'm more so in the middle of the road uh, with... Uh, I, I don't do zombie stuff. I don't mm-hmm. do psycho stuff i don't I, you know i'm kind of disaster yeah i'm I mean, trying to think disaster would i guess would be um uh boy like well, this, tower inferno in, 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 back in the day i'm mm-hmm. just saying i mean yeah yeah i was gonna say this sounds really similar to the conversation we just had two episodes ago with um death from above i mean it, there's things me like the post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. um Trying to think yeah, of other ones. The post-apocalyptics. <laughs> Is that, does that happen before or after the Special Olympics? The post-apocalyptics. Mm. Um, I don't think it was that bad. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, disaster movie. I guess uh, things that come to mind would be, yeah, like uh, you know, Deep Impact. Anything with a meteor or a comet or uh, you know, uh, uh, I think of um, what was it, the Day After Tomorrow or something. When I <laughs> saw that, that's Cruise, right? I think that's so, the Poseidon yeah. Adventures, the day after tomorrow. Or sorry, there's no. a cruise. The Poseidon Adventures is a cruise. Yeah. No, he was saying Tom Cruise, right? Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Katie yeah. Holmes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So basically, anything, uh, you know, anything where you know there's there's sort of this sort of ideal state, and then something happens because of either sort of a, a cataclysmic event or sort of. Uh, uh, force of nature or something like that is how I would normally classify a disaster movie. Wow. And, <laughs> um, you know, we did do something very large-scale last time we had disaster, but, you know, disaster could be relative. You know, it doesn't have to be on a global scale. It doesn't have to be a force of nature. It could... I mean, there's lots of things that you could think of that I'm are... I'm a huge movie guy, and yeah. I'm like, disaster. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes we do a little bit of genre bending where we, if we've got something that just seems too unwieldy, we yeah, especially mm-hmm. because I feel like we we did have disaster once before, and so I, I would be I would be okay with with sort of exploring some sort of subgenre or something like that. Um, however, I don't know if there is a subgenre to disaster movie. Um, it's probably just the scale of the disaster is kind of. Right. So, would, for example, last time it, it all took place on a plane. That was yeah. that was where the disaster kind of. Okay, happened, I was thinking right? something mm-hmm. like that, but I was like, "That's small." These yeah. these gentlemen are talking about something big because I just saw Sully. 
the other yeah. day. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I would, you know, I, I think most people would probably build that as a, as a drama just mm-hmm. because of the subject matter. But I would, I would also see that having some sort of disaster, disaster undertones or something like that. I was going to, I'm, I'm, I'm totally like taking this way off genre, but I was thinking of something really small scale. Even you could say something's a disaster as in, uh, like a like a high school movie or a teenage like some of those like yeah. young adult stories like Ferris Bueller's Day Off are, are in in that category where like nothing went to plan like your day yeah. it, it, uh. I, you know I like I said I'm I'm just trying to f- go the complete opposite direction and say yeah. it's whatever happened is a disaster not that it's a disaster movie but like whatever I mean in a disaster movie you've got the equilibrium. Everything gets torn apart, yeah, and then it's a it's a struggle to get back. I mean, I could probably meet you halfway okay. and, and reference something like The Money Pit, yeah, with Tom Hanks or something like that, or even um, uh, Mouse Hunt. If anyone remembers mm. that movie, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want a little description there? I don't, I don't want to go into the description of Mouse Hunt. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. Um, Maybe where we can sort of take some liberties is we can sort of talk about the scale of this disaster, right? If it's a personal disaster, if it's a if it's a disaster that takes place in a in a theme park or yeah. in a city or an entire country, like um, to or that, a spaceship. To that point, I was just looking again at or the, use uh, car lot. Yeah, I was, I was wondering <laughs> if there's like, do we try to maybe take cue from the like the prompt, and then we have the the used car parking lot is like. Does something happen there? Something's focused. Yeah. How about how about this? Um, what was the movie that? And I don't do scary movies, but mm-hmm. I watched this movie for some reason. I don't. Th- maybe it was Stephen King or something. This this antique dealer comes to town, and everybody comes in the store and buys certain things, mm-hmm. and it it's you know it's a disaster that ha- the whole town goes to pot. Uh, oh man, you know oh, what man. I'm talking about? Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. Simpsons. I would say, do they? Have a, I think it was the Simpsons. With the, I think Absolutely. that's what the, the claw. Oh, the, the magic monkey paw? I think yeah. so. Oh, yeah. That and the guy cool. comes in there, and he sees his jacket from high school, and all he has to do is just take an apple and throw it and hit this w- window. And I mean, like, everything has a chain reaction. Interesting. It's an awesome movie. Man. I see a C. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite thing on this yeah. show is just describing movies that I'm not sure yeah. they are, and then looking them up later. Yeah. It, it inspired me to write one of my my films actually oh yeah oh, oh um, nice well, that's, good. <laughs> that's a good place to start tell us about this film <laughs> yeah. um maybe we can use it <laughs> i like i like where daryl's coming from though because i like this idea of i'm sort of thinking of that in conjunction with like the uh um like a car disaster so i think of like the ford pinto or something like that or mm-hmm. you know something that uh, was uh kind of uh, dangerous and flammable and so it's like this guy. He comes into town, and he's got this. Um, he's got this used car lot that's just filled yeah, yeah. with these like death trap cars. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, what if it's because you describe this sort of like traveling salesman, uh, this harbinger of of destruction, and and maybe it is a, a used car salesman because the yeah. term used car salesman is sort of looked at as a, at as a like yeah. you know like a shady character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe it's it's something that he sell like he yeah he comes into town and that's when everything falls apart. What <laughs> if the used car salesman is actually some sort of con artist that comes in and sells all these cars that have like bombs attached, 
And so at some point he goes like to the mayor and it's like, just so you know, I've been selling these cars for like a month or so and they're all over the city and they're bombs. And so basically you either give me like, you know, a billion dollars or whatever, or else I'm going to start blowing these up. And then you kind of have someone that has to somehow detonate, um, on detonator or whatever. <laughs> First of all, I think there's, I think there, there's some confusion between a con artist and a terrorist. <laughs> All right. So that's the name of it. Needful things. That's the name of it. Need, not, need four things or needful. Needful things. Okay. I'm not. I don't know if I remember oh, that. Oh, you guys got to see that. All right. That yeah. is a good movie. All right. Duly noted. Podcast audience, see needful things. Mm-hmm. It, was it Stephen King? Sounds like. I'm almost certain. Um, <laughs> it kind of sounds like a yeah. Stephen King novel. It, man, it doesn't. Well, what so, if, so well, what I was gonna say is yes, Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. right, Stephen. Whatever you do, don't go see it. See, see needful things, and <laughs> oh. then immediately see our movie following yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't worry about oh. it. Yeah, been there, done that. Um, what I was gonna ask is, is the car salesman our main character? Because Justin, what you described sounds like a really interesting uh, uh, villain, like MacGuffin, sort of. You know, like like. Oh, I've attached all these bombs, and and you know I'm holding the city for ransom, so I can't tell. I'm trying to figure out if if this is our main character, are we following him on this like destructive plot, or or is he sort of a minor character? Because, I mean, a used a used car salesman's a very, sh- you know, what the word be shyster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a shady character, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, and and I did, and I, I I'm sorry if anybody's a used car salesman. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> I come from a long line of proud yeah. used car yeah. salesmen. Yeah. My grandfather was a yeah. used car salesman. He came over on the Mayflower. Right. And started selling cars. Used horses. <laughs> um, um, but I, I also kind of liked, uh, Daryl, where you, your sort of inspiration for the story came with the, the sort of supernatural aspect of giving people what they desire. Basically, mm. be careful what you wish for; you just may get it. So that's All that's right. that whole right. thing yeah. that I gathered from that. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and and you're in a used car lot, and you, I want this car. I want to, you know, I want it for this reason, and that may work out, but there may be repercussions with that. I, I like this marriage between the sort of supernat- sort of pseudo supernatural aspect to it because I like I like the idea of the used car salesman being the um, the un well I wouldn't say uns- unsuspected but he's kind of he's the unsuspected villain in this case and maybe our main character is uh, you know a teenager he's looking for his first car or something like that that's kind of a big milestone mm-hmm. and in, in a lot of these disaster movies the the main character tends to be kind of not necessarily wholesome but you know relatively innocent mm-hmm. they're, you know and I, I would even go as far to say that they're relatively two-dimensional too I mean a lot of these disaster movie the characters don't really have a, a whole lot of a whole lot going on you know he's he's at the car lot and he finds this sort of gem of a car it's, Absolutely. it's like perfect for him right it's exactly what he was yeah. in the in his dad's car on the way there. It's exactly what he was describing. Yeah, almost too perfect and totally opposite of what his father drives. Yeah, can we can we describe these two cars? Just I mean, yeah. I feel like because the car's probably going to become a character. So what is this car that this guy want? This kid wants? The, um, I don't know. I mean, is it red? I think it's red. Mm-hmm. Probably red convertible of some yeah. sort. Foreshadowing mm-hmm. for blood. <laughs> yeah. um, does our story take place present day does it take place 
in like a oh, small town man. Ohio in the 80s. I don't know. I'm just trying to. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really think. Imagine I, the I car. Think for, for whatever reason, uh, and I know there, there's still a very, very strong car culture, but for whatever reason, I always I, I always associate that real strong car culture with like 70s, 80s, mm-hmm. um, you know, and especially that that sort of teenage yearning uh, mm-hmm. for 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 a set of wheels especially now because yeah, the yeah there's all sorts of studies and stuff now that like kids are driving less and stuff like that and so I, I would feel weird putting it in sort of present day context but you know sometimes fathers want they live through their children you know you're able to do what I w- wasn't able to do you know I have to have a station wagon now because I have four children yeah but I always wanted a GTO you know what yeah. I'm saying so is it a hot rod is it yeah, I, I think I think at the risk of, of being really sporty, you know. Yeah, I, I think being the, generic. A yeah, bit. Mm. I, I think at the risk of being really obvious and sort of generic, I think it's just yeah, it's a, it's a real sporty, sporty red convertible. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. And and the boy was describing this car in his dad's station wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and his dad was like like okay, okay, well you know we're going to a used car lot. Yeah, you know we'll see what we can find. Yeah. But don't don't get your hopes up. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the idea of the the um, the used car salesman being kind of kind of a goof in in the sense that that's kind of that's kind of what mis, misleads the audience. And so he's sort of mis and there's sort of a misdirection thing going on. And so you know he's he's kind of cracking wise and stuff like that. And you know he's you know he sees the the teenager eye in the car. He says. Ah, oh, you like your car like you like your women, topless <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's just like, oh, this this guy couldn't po- possibly be the villain because he's, so he's just got kind like of, a like a, a checkered jacket yeah. on. He's just sort of that bumbling. <laughs> like he goes up to the first car and he's like, he's like, this one's great, only uh, only fifty thousand miles on it. He like bangs on it and the wheel falls off or yeah. something. Oh, oh. <laughs> so those are highway miles, son. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yes, they do find that car and uh, the boy is in love with it. Which I think, if I if I know anything from pop culture, when you go to buy a car, you're not supposed to. Yeah, don't pay sticker. You don't. Yeah, but you don't. You don't also like freak out. Like, oh my god, this is the best car. Right. Uh, so you gotta act kind of. You gotta act cool. Yeah. And so the dad's trying to rein him in because he doesn't want to yeah. have to pay extra for for his sons. But but I get maybe the. I mean. The eyes don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his eyes are probably wide. Wide and open. I, yeah, and I think you know the used car salesman's game isn't to like get money from the dad it's to corrupt the people who buy the cars well i I, yeah i think at the end of the i I was still kind of following the 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 thread uh that justin kind of put out there which is that all these cars are sort of outfitted with some sort of explosive (laughs) explosive device or something Uh, like that mm Um, otherwise, otherwise we do get into a, maybe we're at sort of a crossroads here and, you know, mm-hmm. is, is it sort of, sort of a, a, a real practical thing like that? Or is it sort of a suit? Is there a truly supernatural element to this where by virtue, by virtue of owning the car, it's sort of, um, yeah, there's sort of the, be careful what you wish for. It somehow exploits your, your weakness in, in your, your desire. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Versus something blowing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, I would just go back to like just because it's a disaster movie is the only thing that like I, I I'd be curious how we tie that back into there. But I was also wondering, is there something maybe more like supernatural alienness to it, or maybe yeah by having the car, like are they doing something more devious like scanning or like getting information or um, 
doing something that way. I still like the idea that maybe it's more than just blowing up. Yeah. But is there something that's more creepy than that, but also still is a disaster that's waiting to happen to like the town or I think we'll find out the used car salesman's motives as the story unfolds, but we know that it's not human. Maybe we just leave it at that for now. Okay. I don't know. Maybe and that's, that kind of worked in a, a couple other episodes where we sure. were stuck on the world yeah. and we just keep pushing forward. But we know that it's supernatural, un, yeah. unhuman, inhuman in some way. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, and I like this, you know, just to kind of uh, just to kind of raise the stakes a little bit. So, you know, this this teenager here, he shows up to high school uh, the next morning and he comes to find out that everyone's got a new car. You know, oh, yeah, that's, and so you know, it's like the first day of school. Yeah, quickly he starts to quickly put together that, oh, the whole town has bought a car from this same person. I like that. It's kind of cool, or at least all the high schoolers. I mean, like the people in his right, world. yeah, because yeah. yeah. that would be you know, I think the reason that a kid would buy a car and show up on the first day is to sort of impress everyone. Right. Yeah. How are you going to impress but, everyone now? Everyone's wearing the same shirt. Yeah. 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 Right. Everyone just got a new car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Daryl just pointed at the two, me and Justin who are wearing the same shirt. Yeah. It's pretty weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that weird. <laughs> it's not that weird. <laughs> and, and I like that because one, it, it sort of raises the stakes in the sense that the, the danger is beyond just our, our main character. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously now it's sort of, sort of, uh, not maybe not necessarily citywide, but at least within uh, the high school. Yeah, at least within the high school or his group, his immediate mm-hmm. group of friends or yeah. something like that. Um, Do we want to name this guy? Yeah, we quick? should probably give him a name. That helps. Yeah, Daryl, you got a good name. That was a question, not a statement. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, I, I'm sorry. Uh, there is a Josh here. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Joshua like as well. But but Josh to me is a very middle of the road kind of name. And it's a it's a it's mm-hmm. a it's Josh a, is never a troublemaker. Yeah. It's not a Justin and it sure as hell isn't a Chris. It's you know, yeah. Josh is a you know, he's a nice guy. He's an yeah. easygoing guy. And Thank that's you. who I see. That's who I see who is uh <clears throat> a little naive. Yeah. So from a Josh's perspective that sounds like a Jonah to me. Someone with like a really tried and true biblical name. Mm. So like a Jonah or a Noah or something like that. But I was Joshua going. I was going in a totally different. Yeah. <laughs> I was going in a totally different direction with this. With with mm. the with the whole car, the father mm. helping his son, who's kind of in the middle of the road. This car is going to help him to meet a lot of girls. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I did yeah, imagine that you know, yeah, so, that one of his goals when he arrived at school. Was to show off to Becky, Beck, you know, ex girl. I was gonna give her name yet. Oh, Becky, can't, it's Becky. It, no, it can't be Becky. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Be- no, can't, no, don't, don't, no. Becky yeah. is <laughs> Becky's not the the name this this no. year. I'm, no, yeah. no. Um, Put my foot down. Oh, what's the name for my? It's a summer, a summer name. You know, like summer. I was gonna say, summer. oh, summer, summer is a. Good... <laughs> Uh, personally, I, I mean, you know, just just for the for the sake of argument, I personally like summer. You know, when we're, mm. like we're really painting this, we're, we're we're painting this this character as being very sort of middle of the road, very sort of uh, uh, 
traditional teenager and when i think of the things that teenagers like they like cars they like summer both mm-hmm. the the time of year and the uh the classmate <laughs> um is is summer bad is she is she a good girl is she mm. is she the popular girl that would normally never give him the time of day she's for sure that one yeah okay but whether or not she's yeah. a good or bad girl i feel like she's because definitely above his level yeah mm. because his plan to come with a brand new car backfires because yeah. her boyfriend or the guy that the the popular guy who's into her also has a brand new car so that's that's sort of why josh is feeling so down that's, that's why his, his plan to have a cool car because everyone has a cool car even the guy that she likes or likes her you know so like how am i supposed to impress her now that we both have a new car okay so there's so so just so just to make sure i'm following there is sort of this tried and true sort of uh so josh uh wants to get a new car to impress summer who mm-hmm. is uh just kind of out of his league and that but at the same time there is another guy who is either with summer or pining after summer i think he's i think i think josh is in the friend zone okay ah mm-hmm. okay does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. So so in so this year, start of the new school year, he's really trying to step up his game a little bit. Mm-hmm. He knows, Absolutely. He knows that this car, if he can just get the if he can just find the right car, it all will be right with the world. And his dad, because I like I like where Daryl's coming from. This you know this you know the father figure really sort of sympathizes and really tries to kind of uh, uh, you know help. In, in a lot of ways. And so he says, hey, you know, tell you what, we'll go car shopping this weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because he hears Josh kind of, you know, sort of grousing or whatever, mm-hmm. that thing that teenagers do. Moping. Moping. <laughs> Moping's probably better. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So is it, so when I was thinking of him being in the friend zone um, and and maybe it's not that, Summer has like another person that is interested in her, but we said that everyone got a new car. So maybe Summer's more of an independent woman and I can I can do this story, but mm-hmm. the but the fact that everyone has a new car that that's where I, that's what okay. throws me off. Is that is that's that, where I have to bring in other writers. Okay. <laughs> you know, I got the I've got, I got the setup now you yeah. now mm-hmm. you know I mean, we were just sort of riffing. So, right. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if the if the if the the idea that everyone has new cars isn't working, then obviously this is kind of writing is the exercise of rewriting. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we can definitely revisit that. I think it was uh, at the at the time it was mostly just a, a way of kind of increasing the stakes, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? So that it goes beyond our main character. But if um, if in fact you don't, everyone does not have a, a new car, and it's still with him. Mm-hmm. Getting that car, getting out of the friend zone, what he desired, and he begins dating Summer. Mm-hmm. What are the reper- you know the repercussions that come with that? It's you know yeah. something goes wrong. Yeah, that's a good point because as we were talking earlier about the the used car salesman sort of goal, or or at least his supernatural ability to give people what they want. It, the think, outcome of him he, getting the car should be that he gets the girl, but I think he hates her father. It's something <laughs> going on between the used car salesman and Summer's father, mm. or, or or something. He's he, he he's trying to 
it's something. <laughs> yeah. The used car salesman is he just it's just a, a web that he's weaving. He's, he's you manipul- know. manipulating people. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we we definitely have to kind of figure out what the ulterior motive of the used car salesman That's is. True. I don't know what that is yet, and maybe we'll get there in a sort of roundabout way. Mm-hmm. And I love some old lady saying, "Where'd you get that car?" And I bought it from so and so, so and so. Whoa, you know, it's like <laughs> you bought it from who? You know? Yeah, she's like the wise old lady. Right. She knows. Which I wonder if we need to actually talk about what the disaster is first, because I feel like that's going to help. Like we, we yeah, keep... the town gets swallowed up into like the pits of hell. Well, <laughs> yeah. So what are the repercussions of the car? Right. So we so if we if we kind of look at the, the, the arc of the story, right, like what's a and, and this could be kind of seen as being sort of a man in the hole sort of style story. Right. Like what's the bottom? Like what's what, what's the part of the story when things can't get any worse? Right. What's what's actually at stake here? So if, if the if the car has some sort of uh, you know properties, so so I was I, I liked the idea that the car symbolizes everything he wants. So with the car, he starts to get everything he wants, which includes summer. Okay. Um, but there's got to be like a give and take, you know. So you you get the car, you get summer, but then something bad happens right like you can't get something without yeah it's just reverse that you know because i was thinking like do people start end up like getting murdered and then i think of the movie christy which is a horror film right right with the, with i did co- see that yeah and so like that i mean that's not where, for like, long <laughs> i turned it off that's where a lot of this sounds very horror-esque and mm-hmm. not disaster and so that's where i i mean i personally i get a bit hung up on like a car doing something because i can't see it personally like seeing it do anything disaster related Anyone who sits in the driver's seat, I'm sorry, the passenger seat, mm-hmm. which includes Summer, something bad happens. I don't. I, I feel like. What I, are you thinking? I feel like one of the hallmarks of a disaster movie is that that it, it affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so, what if the car was? Um, it was almost like a. It was almost like a black cat in a way, right? Like so, if if. You know, it, it's maybe it's not something as, as simple as it, it crosses your path, but if you like touch the car or do, you know, mm-hmm. stare at it for extended periods of time, I'm not really sure, but you know, it's almost like wherever the car goes, disaster follows. I, I like that idea, and and I think as a if uh, Josh is this teenager who's got his new car, he's going to spend a lot of time out in the evenings, and so maybe it's more like a at a certain time, like at midnight. You know, wherever the car was, like the next morning, something bad happened there. So, like, they're at the drive-in, and then the next day, like the place had like had caught on fire mm. or something like that. You know, it's just yeah. like like mm-hmm. it's just the bad omen yeah. in a way. Like something happens everywhere they were. I have to take that in for a second because I, I picture this image of a drive-in catching on fire <laughs> because it's essentially just a field. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, it's just the snack stand. Yeah. yeah, it's it's literally just the the shack that's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I like that too because then obviously there's there's sort of this uh, uh, sort of quintessential or tried and true uh, progression to the story, mm-hmm. right? So you know, uh, Josh he's driving the car around. Uh, you know, uh, he and Summer are kind of going on dates uh, in the car, and yeah, it's everywhere he goes. It's, uh, you know, just destruction follows, mm-hmm. right? And so, 
and maybe it's the, yeah, it's the next morning or something. But oh my goodness, we were we were just we were there. there. Right. Yeah, I like that. I love yeah, we were I like just, that line. We were just yeah. at the movie theater or mm-hmm. something like that, right? And then could the I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. But could the point where he, re, when he makes the connection, because I think, uh, you know, the reason that he isn't part, he isn't in the disaster is because they leave. Like, so at midnight, bam, like that's when the curse, whatever, you know, yeah. wherever the car is at midnight, something bad's going to happen by and the next said, day. You said you didn't like the drive-in. What if it was one of those drive up kind of diners or yeah, whatever, yeah, where they yeah. roller skate out mm-hmm. to you? That would yeah. be that would be one of I mean I think I think we could we could come up with a disaster for everything so the the drive in, uh, the 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 diner, um, the bowling alley, the bowling alley, uh, every even like Main Street you know because the kids would drive up and down Main Street but I think the climax is they go to like make out point, <laughs> okay okay they go to make out point and they stay there all night, got it so because they fall asleep there instead of leaving. Mm. And then, so it's a PG thirteen movie. Yeah. Wow! Hey, I mean, right. <laughs> we're making waves here, guys. This is episode uh, eighteen. <laughs> so, so I mean, he hasn't made the connection that wherever I go, destruction happens. But if he stayed yeah, he's, there, because he's caught up. Yeah, yeah. but he, if he stays he there, sees his eyes through summers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if he stays there and wakes up in the morning, and then all of a sudden, like then he's like there when the disaster happens. Yeah, maybe that's where he starts to make the connection. But. He never drops Summer off at her house. Drop me off here and I walk home. I don't want my father to know mm-hmm. that I'm dating or something. Because oh, if yeah. he drops her off, then the disaster is going to happen at her house. Mm-hmm. So he always yeah. walk. She always like and walks home. But one day, oh. he, he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. So sorry. The one. The, uh, oh, okay. When he realizes, and then can't you see him just waking up in the middle of the night, like, whoa, you know, I, I get it, and I took Summer home. Yeah. So, yep. So he's so he stops at her house to drop her off, and it happens to be at midnight. Yep. And he knows that oh, something bad is going to happen, or some is something bad going to happen, or some something bad did happen. I feel like there's urgency. He in, he he. he, he, he when, when he wakes up in the middle of the night, when he finally puts it together and he stops being goo-goo-eyed, he has minutes to get to summer yeah. mm-hmm. before some disaster happens that has happened all these other places. Yeah. So, um, so one that the, um, I was curious, maybe instead of like just normal things happening, maybe it is a bit more catastrophic where like, Meteors have been hitting things. Yeah, or no, like I, so, like fire trucks <coughs> are crashing into things, mm. or yeah. just random fires. But and I, two, I wonder, like the midnight thing's a little weird, but I do like the idea that maybe it's just people who met, like mess with him or his car, kind of get it, or the places. So, like at the movie, at the drive-in, someone scratches his car. Like the dad's yelling at him as he's dropping the daughter off. Yeah, I like that because maybe maybe the night before there is some sort of confrontation because Daryl, you kind of set it up. Maybe there's some 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 friction or some conflict between uh, uh, Summer's dad mm-hmm. and Josh, right? And so there, maybe there's like a confrontation the night mm-hmm. before. And yeah, maybe maybe it's it's when someone does harm to the car and the car kind of... Well, or, so the, or Josh. The, I think like they're, or, like, yeah. I think they're like bonded at this point. <laughs> the, <laughs> right. the reason that Summer's dad is angry at him is because that's the first time he sees them together. Right. Because he, he, Josh drops her off at the house and yeah. he comes out angry and, you know, slams a baseball bat on the hood of the car or something. 
So the car has a personality. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but but it it, it has a personality. I mean, a very sort of simplified personality, mm-hmm. right? Because like Justin was was sort of alluding to, it sort of behaves on Josh's behalf, and so mm-hmm. there's there's somehow sort of like connected or linked. Is it a, like a Death Note situation? I don't know. Where like so like in Death Note you write people's name in this journal that anime it's on Netflix now. Yeah, I heard that was not good. I heard the, the, <laughs> yeah. the anime is good. The Netflix thing is not good. Okay. I mean, it's like a, a one or two series. And they try to boil it down into a movie. Like it's not going to do well. But in Death Note you write down people's names and they end up dying. Sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the movie where people just die? Um, Final Destination mm-hmm. type. But I wonder if while he's driving home, he like curses people out or like he's just doing it subliminally and the car picks it up and takes out the revenge for him. I, I like the idea that there's people who are like, like I mean, because Josh is this middle of the road guy. So like if if they're at the drive in, it would make sense that maybe he's got a bully. You know, there's some other kids, some other people that that rough him up and they're the ones that sort of get their demise in the morning mm-hmm. or by the morning. And how the father gets mad at him when Josh is bringing his daughter home. Because the climax, this is a disaster movie. So there has to be like a town-wide disaster too, mm-hmm. as well. So the father is when Josh realizes that something's up. Like there's a connection between what he does and, and, the, co- and the, the people who are getting hurt or killed. What if he gets kicked out of town? Oh. After the father dies? Does the father die or does the father get hurt? All I was getting at is that if the if the whole town shunned him because they think that he is this like the the person causing all this trouble mm-hmm. then the next people to be punished would be the whole town if like they cast him out get what i'm saying I yeah. yeah no i i hear what you're saying mm-hmm. and so i i feel like uh just really quickly i feel like we have a lot of the sort of essential building blocks and now mm-hmm. it's it's just an exercise in making sure that everything fits together properly mm-hmm. and filling in some of the gaps uh what i want to do is i want to take a break real quick mm-hmm. uh and when we come back uh, we're really going to try and shore up the sort of climax the the big bad the big disaster of the of the film and then we're also going to talk a little bit about how uh josh uh is able to fix it if at all possible sounds good yeah. all right and we'll be right back Josh Lytle. Yes. You seem to have a certain pep in your step. I do. Well, why is that exactly? Probably because of this awesome coffee. There's a there's a certain glimmer in your eye that is undeniable. I think that's the chemical effect that caffeine has on my body. And I think it will for most people, especially if you uh, source your coffee from Abracadabra Coffee. Yes, Abracadabra Coffee sourced from uh, some weirdos in Vermont, uh, South Central Vermont to be exact. And they really give a damn, Josh. Yeah, the good kind of weirdos. Yeah. Drinking this, do you find yourself giving a damn? You know, I actually do. Damn it, that's awesome. And have yourself a great damn day by getting some Abracadabra Coffee today. Yes, friends, that's abracadabracoffee.com. Check it out. Now available in the can. And welcome back, everyone. So uh, before the break, uh, we sort of started to identify some of our our core story elements. So we have Josh, who is a high school student who is uh, uh, kind of in the friend zone. Uh, he's uh, pining after a fellow student named Summer, and he is convinced that uh, at the beginning of the school year, one of the ways that he can win Summer's heart is to uh, get a new car. And so his dad kind of lends a sympathetic ear and uh, decides to take him car shopping over the weekend uh, where they discover this sort of quasi-sketchy 
discount used car lot and they're greeted by a used car salesman uh, yet to be named <laughs> and they 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 look at a few models and eventually they come to the perfect car it is out of control how on point this car is it's exactly what Josh was describing on the ride to the lot and so the used car man or used car man <laughs> the used car salesman and Josh's dad strike up a deal and Josh drives home uh, in this uh, used red convertible sports car. Mm-hmm. So he arrives uh, at school the next day, and immediately things turn turn around for the best. Uh, he impresses Summer. They go on a few dates, uh, which is really cool, except for he starts to notice that everywhere they go, uh, disaster seems to follow. So, for example... The night before, they were at the the drive-in, which is uh, demolished uh, uh, by a, an airplane. Mm. <laughs> um, wow, that's a that's a good one. Well, uh, I think it was, be- it was better than a fire. <laughs> it's a small town. Yeah. Prop dusting yeah. plane, yeah. small yeah. plane. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know I know eventually we we have to sort of land the the plane in reference to. Uh, how what, what what's ultimately at stake what's what's mm-hmm. the climax of the film what's the what's the fine what's the third act right what's mm-hmm. so to speak summer's gonna she's gonna die right she's be- going to be part of the disaster if he doesn't do something mm-hmm. because we, we 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 agree i think we all i agree don't want that. her to die mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think either does john <laughs> <laughs> so there's this sort of series of events that that follow josh and summer and the car you know, so they have the this series of dates over the course of a week or whatever, and and destruction is just is yeah. is following them, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the their last date, it all sort of comes to a head because Josh realizes that, oh my goodness, I dropped Summer off at her house, and right. up until now, the last place we met was the place that was destroyed, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. the place where something bad happened. Um, uh, I don't know if we necessarily uh, came to some sort of agreement in reference to how that happens or why that happens. I kind of like the idea that you know maybe something happens to Josh or the car, or you know, it's it's like it's of, someone he's having a confrontation with, right? It's, and I, the reason I like that is because it it brings uh, Summer's dad into the picture in a sort of in a more significant way. Other, yeah. Otherwise, he's just sort of this sort of. Uh, uh, sort of mm-hmm. fringe character that you know it's you know he maybe he's he's not you know yeah he's oh my dad doesn't want me dating people that's like okay like but if we don't see that in action mm-hmm. it's it kind of rings a little bit hollow so I like this idea that no matter where they go over the course of this these uh, several dates something happens to Josh maybe he runs into you know some uh, some rough kids at school at the movie at the at the movie theater or something right and then something bad happens there or maybe it's uh uh in the case of the last incident you know he has a a confrontation with summer's dad and that's when he you know by then he sort of he's able to sort of put the put these things together and and i like that because it they're all you know when you see something disastrous happen to a Mm -hmm. bad person it's bad, but you don't really care. Mm-hmm. You're like, they are good. They yeah. deserved yeah. it. So if you did that with those bullies and yeah. this and that, okay, I get it. But that now it's the one time. It ma- yeah. Yeah. It matters to him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, summer. Yeah. 
yeah and, and it's, i mean and yeah it's 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 something of of weight it's of gravity it's it's significant so maybe we save the fire for that for their house and you know, we were talking we we thrown around like the idea that something catches fire but maybe it's their home summer's yeah. home that catches fire the, the summers, the summer home, <laughs> the summer home. No, no, I'm yeah. serious. I, I just realized I did write something, and the girl's name is Summer. Now, don't think when that comes out, <laughs> you stole, stole the name. Oh, no, 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 no. Summer. I've always thought that was an interesting name. And 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 I, I realize that we're sort of deviating a little bit in the sense that normally disaster movies kind of impact a gr- uh, a sort of large population of people, mm-hmm. and so. But where where I think we kind of uh, we kind of make up for it is the fact that. No matter where the car goes, and these sort of dis- these sort of series of disasters happen, those affect a lot of people. But in this specific case, the sort of climax, the third act of the film, when Josh drops off Summer at her house, and he realizes that that is where disaster is going to strike next, it's it's kind of the best of both worlds because mm-hmm. it really it's it sort of hits home, no pun intended, in a sort of significant way. But at the same time, we have some elements of a disaster movie there. Mm-hmm. Now is Summers, when he realizes that Summers in trouble because of he realizes the connection of where the car was in her home, does something bad happen, like I said, like maybe a fire, uh, it's sort of to punish her dad for, for attacking him or being mad at him, uh, does Summer get injured but not killed, and then there's an, an even greater, like is there a, another event that's about to happen, or is him trying to save summer is that the climax i'm okay with both i want to ask the group because we could wrap it up with him trying to save summer or it could go like one disaster farther i like to think that it's the climax is him saving summer only because if that's not the climax then i can't really picture anything that would top that right and he saves her not in his car because his car has a flat tire in his father's station wagon so everything Mm -hmm. comes back well, uh, I was gonna say because because yeah yeah, but he also realizes that the car had something to do with it, doesn't he? I mean, he realized wherever he was, something bad happened. Does he like abandon the car? So before mm. he saves Summer, he he destroys the car, mm-hmm. but then he realizes that he's left without a vehicle to transportation. Get to mm-hmm. I love it. And so love then it. then I love it. Yeah, he takes foreshadowing the- way back to the the beginning of the film mm-hmm. when you know Josh is kind of politely digging into his dad's ride like oh dad like i don't want a station wagon like you this thing's lame or whatever mm-hmm. right uh and then that car sort of kind of saves the day, yeah, the yeah, day. becomes mm-hmm. sort of a heroic in a way i love it That's yeah. i see that station wagon you know it's got the wood paneling <laughs> you know he, he, he does he does he doesn't remember that no i'm <laughs> i'm completely like because i like where this is going you want the aliens no 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 i was thinking <laughs> I, I was wondering if so when they have the confrontation with the dad yeah. s- something bad happens the house kitchen is on fire and that puts a strain on their relationships like maybe their da- her dad does die she's fine but then later they get in an argument and she like slams the door shut and yells at him and then something happens to her and that's when like maybe he puts it all together because now I just that now he's getting rid of the car because it's hurting people he loves and so he goes to get rid of it not knowing that something's happening then or whatever like then it ties back into what you guys were just saying where you go he goes and uses his dad's car but i was wondering if somehow she hurts the car and so the car actually does something to affect her personally see he, he becomes overwhelmed with rage so he he sees everything that has happened mm-hmm. 
And then he realizes after he's damaged the car and everything, wait a minute, I just dropped her off. You know, he yeah. puts it all together. You know, he's young, he's naive, he's he's blinded by love. Mm -hmm. And he, he doesn't get it until it's too late. That's where... Yeah, I'm okay. How, yeah, I'm okay with truncating time a little bit justin yeah to, to make this sort of a short story and uh i like the idea that the climax is at this burning house and that he drives up in the the station wagon and he, he runs inside because because obviously it happened at the end of the like midnight it happened at the end of their night yeah. she went home and went to sleep so she's stuck inside the house at the moment so is the house burning or is it smoking I think I think it's by the time Josh reaches the house, it is it's a pretty dire situation. Okay. It's it's on fire, yeah. right? Um, mm. Boy, I forgot where I was oh going with that. Okay, <laughs> Chris, okay, Chris okay. has got something profound I do. to say. I do, and it's it's moving ahead a little bit. Okay, but in, because he realizes that the car was the problem, or mm. that he and the car are the problem, he's in too much of. A, I mean, he doesn't destroy the car right away. What if, what if in the end, him and Summer destroy the car? Like, this is at the very end of the movie because he rescues Summer. That's kind of And cute. they decide to, like, push it into the lake. But it, it sort of sets itself up for this, like, now the car's after them sort of prequel feel. Uh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, got a, I got a corny, uh, not like a... I, I, I see the father despising mm -hmm. him. He does not want Summer to date. And then... When the fire happens, the father barely makes it out. Mm -hmm. And when Josh comes out, out with his daughter, you know, now he everything's beautiful from this yeah. disaster, you know. Because he, he realized that he helped. Yeah. Right. I end. like yeah. that. Because mm -hmm. he would have died. She would have mm -hmm. died if it wasn't for him. Yeah. So I, I think I think uh, in the interest of time, I think we have all the sort of building blocks of our story. Mm -hmm. I think I think we're relatively aligned on sort of the, the general mm -hmm. plot. Yeah. I think if if anything, I, what I want to do is I want to identify just a few key things. Yeah. And one is, so does Josh destroy the car before saving Summer? And if so, how does he do it? I, I liked Chris's thing where they, they throw it in the lake only because it does set up either the town drains the lake later or someone is like, towing out the car at the end like 10 years later you guys are sequel happy man. But you're already I'll, I'll always <laughs> when i write something i always make it like okay i got a small budget uh -huh. how can i do this and make it good yeah pushing now, a car in the lake and the drain the lake that, 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 that's so now, expensive well no so like especially like the drain the lake would just be like does that come up later like it's like 10 years later the town drains the lake and like you're like that's just, just justin's thinking after the credits yeah that's yeah. Right. He's thinking it's just like something now, that's like tease I, I just see this this nerd mm -hmm. in the friend zone who yeah. who wouldn't harm a fly going crazy yeah. on this car so yeah. he, he, he you know he, he can't drive it the yeah. only thing that's left yeah. is the station wagon and and yeah. i'm gonna go against myself I, I am because I don't think it's as powerful that he drives the station wagon there if he hasn't already destroyed his own car. Mm -hmm. I, I, although I like the idea of them pushing it off or like destroying it at the end, you know, as a, like a team, I think it's more powerful that he uses the station wagon, not because like well, I don't want to use the bad car. It's because I don't have any car. What am I going to use 
the only car that's available because he yeah. talks so bad about his father mm-hmm. in the station wagon. Yeah, you know? I think that's a good way to tie up the story that we've created. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I personally, I like this the, this image of him kind of, yeah, maybe not necessarily like easing it into the lake, but maybe pushing it into the quarry, right? Mm. Like it's sort of off a cliff. And yeah, I know that's. Or, or I know be, that that may be breaking oh, budget, oh, but, 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 but regard <laughs> yeah. either way. He, he won't have a, the, the oh, car yeah, yeah. is yeah. gone. And, yeah. I, and I'm cool. I, yeah. yeah. It's like Ferris Bueller style where he's yeah. he's like beaten on the hood of it and then it like goes yeah. over the edge. <laughs> so um, that was question one. Yeah. Question two. And these are very important because it's part, it's part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still have a prop, which is a the bobblehead of a famous person, mm-hmm. as well as a line to work into this film. And so uh, normally what makes these all successful is when we work we incorporate these in sort of meaningful ways right um so our yeah the prop was the bobblehead of the famous person the line was why did you scream like that yes yes okay so the bobblehead of a famous person kind of escapes me right now the line i feel like could be worked in just about anywhere just by virtue of being sort of disastrous right you know it's uh, maybe it's when Josh has this sort of uh, re- uh, revelation that you know the car is the problem. It's the car is ultimately what uh, what disaster follows. You know, and it's a stick shift. Don't park it on a hill, <laughs> and that's what the used car salesman tells them. Don't park it on a hill, and when they're an inspiration point or wherever they go, <laughs> she screams. Because the car starts rolling back a little bit, I don't know. Well, yeah, and so the line yeah. is like, why, "Why are you screaming like that? Why, why did you why, scream? Why, why did you scream like that?" And that's why I was almost wondering too: is there something with is the kid somewhat possessed? And like, is there a scene where he's like driving kind of crazy and he's like screaming? And she says, "But I, I wish there was a. I don't. I don't like yeah. that line for that per se. Mm-hmm. But I, I, that, I think that maybe he does get a little possessed or something by the car. So I'm, I'm going to try and revisit something." Uh, that we said earlier, just very, very briefly, we we mm-hmm. talked about this 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 uh, uh, sort of supportive supporting role of like a, like an old woman, or maybe it's Summer's mom mm-hmm. or something like that. And so, uh, in, in 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 to be in order to be mindful of time, uh, maybe it's uh, Josh is describing all these things that are happening, and to uh, maybe it's his mom or somebody mm-hmm. or or Summer's mom. Uh, you know, maybe Summer's mom is, has come back the, excuse me, she's come the next morning after Josh has had this confrontation with Summer's dad and, uh, she's coming, she, she's, uh, apologizing and Josh is kind of explaining, you know, what's hap what's been going on. And she kind of screams and he mm-hmm. says, well, why, why, why did you scream like, like that? that? Right. And so she's kind of the. Mm-hmm. On behalf of our audience, she's the sort the one that sort of divulges all this, puts all the pieces together, and divulges all this information. See, I don't know I why forgot, I forgot about the yeah. I forgot about there, the mother too. So yeah, I just saw them three in the, the silhouette of the three in the fire. Yeah, maybe they're divorced. Everybody's divorced. Nobody's uh-huh. married anymore. And it yeah. could still be the old woman then. It could yeah, be a neighbor, it, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be Summer's yeah. mom. I think I think I, I brought it up just because I think that's where we had left it. But is it is it something where you know when you buy a car you have that like license plate holder and it says like sold by so-and-so is that what someone sees and they scream like out of mm. nowhere and they yeah. go why did you scream like that and then she tells them about yeah. the experience she had could this you bought it yeah. from slimy slims slimy slim <laughs> i like slims. wow you sale use car sales yeah 
I feel like this could be sort of interesting storytelling as in sort of the way that it could progress because we were talking about Josh realizes that him and the car are somehow related to these problems, but he doesn't know that like the used car salesman sold him this shady car. Like he doesn't know the whole story, but he still pushes it off the cliff. He goes and saves Summer, you know, writes things with her dad. And after the fire is when he meets the old lady again. And mm-hmm. and she's the like the bringer of knowledge. She, she she divulges the true story. Like, well, it's because you bought it from so and so, and she she explains the whole thing. And then him and Summer in the end, the very end of the story is them going to try and find the used car salesman. But maybe he's like disappeared, and 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 all that's left there. It's is, like the lot was never there. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Something something like he goes and like all like he's moved on to some other town now. And but but maybe that's like that's needful it's things. Like, it's dude. like an, that's yeah. needful things. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like it's like an it's like an abandoned car lot, like something that used to be. Like it's yeah. just like a dilapidated building. But and the, the sign falls down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe like inside, I, don't, I was gonna say maybe in there is like the bobblehead. Like that's the only thing that's in there. He is. Is it Elvis? Could be. Elvis. That's what I kept thinking I Elvis, Elvis, only because I, yeah. I because the idea if it if it could Elvis been. disappeared and what if the bobblehead really was like what if, Elvis transformed you know, into? I think the you said something. We said something off. Yeah. Mike, but what if the bobblehead is in the car, like on the car when he buys it? It's in the car, and and it's just sort of this thing that's there, and he keeps it, and when he pushes off the car. I mean, not that the bobblehead's a big of importance, but when he goes to the the used car lot that's all destroyed at the end, and he sees the bobblehead that should have gone off the cliff with the car, then you realize that it, it just sort of ties it up. That's like, live and let die, my buddy. Yeah. And I were talking about that. And I was like, dude, the dude that was on the train. Yeah, he was yes. supposed to be dead. Wow. Okay. The Baron. Uh, I, I do. I do like the idea that the, that there's this bobblehead that's sort of uh, uh, affixed to the dash of the car. Yeah. And there, in certain scenes, it's that bobblehead that kind of um, almost behaves on behalf of the car, right? So you know, it's maybe I don't I don't know what famous person oh. it would be. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just it's <clears throat> it's like there Elvis, to though. sort of represent the car as kind of a surrogate or something like it's, that. Especially mm-hmm. if he's like talking and the and the bobblehead like answers yes or no. Like if he's oh. talking out loud, and he's like, "Can you believe they were doing that?" Or like, "Man, I'd really like to get the revenge on them guys." And I see like, why he's on this show. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he brings that. He throws out the ace, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I mean, yeah. So I like that. So, so the the car's personality is, is somehow communicated through this bobblehead, right? Um, I assumed it was more like shots of the bobblehead. Right. I mean, it's it's not it's not super explicit. Right? No, like it's it's not like the bobblehead talks or anything. No, like and, the, and the kid's I mean, not like acknowledging it. It's right. just the audience is like, "That's weird." Right. It's mm. and and I like the fact that it's just it's sort of this reoccurring character and we don't the audience doesn't ne- necessarily realize its its significance until the very much, end. much later. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, guys. I, mean, I, I don't I know think... if there's any sort of like other loose ends or anything like that, but I think we've got a pretty good picture on our hands. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um well, I guess this is the traditional part of the podcast yeah. where uh, once we've wrapped up the story, we say fade and fade to black Yep, all at once. So uh, one, two, three, fade, fade to, to black. black. All right. That's good deal. <laughs> well, you know, I, I know you like the faster ones. <laughs> so uh, uh, as is tradition, we need to create a, we need to think of a title for this oh, film. Yeah. So what would we call Christy. this? The car. The car. That's very. That's very. I, oh, I like the, the car. I also like use car salesman because we never gave him a name, and uh, even though he doesn't really play as much of a role 
in it as I think we originally thought it would be. <laughs> Disaster car. <laughs> so like norm, like I, you know, this is because not... car needs to be in the title, right? I mean, the car is a very big part of the yeah. story. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess my best shot at it was disaster car but <laughs> all right so justin's justin's uh, still, contribution is disaster car we did say the that, car that, that, yeah. that well, tells the whole uh, story yeah that's a 6.1 on imdb <laughs> yeah uh, it should be yeah disaster car uh, colon spoiler mark. alert yeah. <laughs> um, i'm trying to think of like check engine light or something about mm. like yeah, because I, uh, I imagine like the, the the cover of it would be like the the dashboard, and there's like a skull and crossbone light on. No, what is, what is it with a car? Like it'll like f- fire back, like backfire. backfire? Yeah. Ooh, damn, Justin! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great car. It'll backfire every now and then. Type yeah. Thing. yeah, that's what the yeah. used car salesman says. To we him. could always throw that in. Backfire. Like maybe yeah. that maybe it does backfire. I mean, right before those those yeah. are, like like. At those moments where he's gonna like leave the place oh, of disaster, oh, there's always like a backfire, fun. and he's like, "Oh, oh sorry, that's, like that's like it's the coolest car, but it always back like it backfires." Dude, I got this. I, I'm gonna do this, yeah. <laughs> and you guys, they, you want you? I want. I want to thank my mother, my hey, father. Hey, <laughs> what about Perfect. us? Yeah. We, we've always said that if like a fan listening wanted to take one of these oh, ideas yeah. and sort of improve it, you know, I mean, it would just be great to see. Yeah, these the are, outcome. I mean, as long as yes, as long as you say like thanks for the idea, I think. Right. These right. are open source. Yeah, these are definitely <laughs> open source because they're rough drafts and yeah. and things need to change about yeah. them to make them a perfect story. Yeah. But I will tell you the good thing about this is you inspired me. You inspired <laughs> me to 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 work on finish something that I've already started. Oh, good deal. There you go. Yeah. All right. I like it. Backfire. Yep, backfire. Backfire. Good deal. Wow. All right. Backfire is the next uh, big summer blockbuster. If you have any suggestions on what the make and model of Josh's disaster car is, please send them to storymachine9000 at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at storymachine9k, hashtag SM9k. Daryl, where can our listeners find you? Well, we're on iTunes. Uh, Full Circle Podcast Show is on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We also have a YouTube channel. Um, They can contact me at fullcirclepodcastshow at gmail.com. Okay, so that actually concludes the end of the show. Our logo design was by David Paget. Music by Dave Anley. Mixing by Dave Anley. Technical support by Justin Teal. And this episode was edited by Chris Wagner. You can find The Story Machine 9000 on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Just one more note, podcast listeners. Daryl mentioned uh, the National Podcast Power Conference. This episode did not air in time. It actually happened this past September. Uh, But it is an amazing event where podcasters come together from all over the Midwest. They talk shop about how to make their podcast successful, how to reach a greater audience. Um, If you want to find out more about the National Podcast Power Conference, visit nationalpodcastpower.com or the Full Circle Podcast on Facebook. The Story Machine 9000 wasn't able to be there this year, but we hope to see everyone there next year.